Vancouver. Vancouver. They did it. <laughs> they won two straight games, albeit against Ottawa. Nonetheless, the York Canucks, they won two straight games. Breathe a little, right? Breathe a little. <laughs> we having fun, baby. That being said, this third game coming up against Ottawa tomorrow, that's a big one. That's a big one. I don't want to take two of three against Ottawa. Statement game tomorrow, especially before that trip to Winnipeg and then <laughs> Montreal. But hey, remember what that dude told me in Colombia? We, we mentioned it all the time, right? We mentioned this all the time. The moment is the moment. And right now, in this moment, <laughs> your Canucks, they won two straight games. Uh, let the music ride for a bit, okay? For my people. Woohoo! I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking with it. Hey, well, my city happy. I I'm, I'm a little happier. On today's episode, we'll have Noah. Yes, Noah from Nux Misconduct on the program. Yo, it, it was his first podcast. He did it. Congratulations to this dude, okay? Congratulations to him. And I, I hope to hear more from Noah in the future, okay? Uh, that's what we do on this program. Uh, we take your uh, your podcast virginity. I, I'm... Run the music, okay? We'll also, yes, also talk about Tyler Mott. Now, we've been talking about Tyler Mott for over, what, 13, 14 months? Ever since this program started. The dude's a hustler. He, he's inspiring on so many levels. And we do want to, you know, give him a couple minutes towards the end of the show. Uh, let's start the show, okay? I wish this was the uh, theme music for the program, but it isn't. Uh, we just got to go with this. Rick Ross, you ready? Let's do this. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, I just realized this. We haven't even told the people the name of the show yet. It's called Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. And you can find the show on the Nux Misconduct Network, wherever you listen to hockey podcasts. And if you do find that network, subscribe to the network. And I promise you, yes, I promise you, your hockey life will be a little bit better, okay? We got Silky and Filthy, your home for puck talk and bullshit. We just dropped an episode, and we just talked about the Montreal Canadiens being what? The Vegas Golden Knights of Canada? And I think it's the truth. I really do. We got Nick Bondi on Power of the Towel, always bringing in the guest, always having that conversation about your Vancouver Canucks. We also have the Quickie coming back soon, I think. What's going on with that, Trevor? I, I think Trevor is, is picking his daughter before being a podcaster. And I am... I, I'm not disappointed, okay? Let, let's, give, let's give Trevor a round of applause for quite possibly being the greatest father of all time that's not my father. Okay? I, I think he deserves it. The dude is something else. Super dad. So again, that's why the quickie, the fastest hockey show in the world, hasn't been produced yet for this season. And uh, I think the network is missing it. We, we, do, we need to step up. We need to find someone else. We need to find someone else. Who, who wants to run that show? Let's do the searching. The fastest hockey show in the world. Go get the Nux Misconduct Network. Uh, let's have that conversation, okay, with Noah. Pick up the phone, baby. Today we saw... Some good things 
from Pedersen and Miller. But I want to start by talking about Tater Top Mott, Tyler Mott. I called it years ago, man. I called it years ago. I knew this guy was going to be a player for this team just based on his, based on his fucking hustle. This guy inspires me, yo. Uh, what do you have to say about Tyler Mott? Man, what a game for Ma, huh? He's just been on fire ever since the start of the season. Ever since the bubble, really. You know, Ma's just taking it to another level. He's been playing out, out of his mind. And uh, I just remember when we traded Thomas Vanek for him. You know, just like Canuck legend Thomas Vanek coming <laughs> in clutch for the team, you know? Bringing us Tyler Ma. And this Woo! guy's been a staple in the bottom six, you know? I was saying, like, I think for the start of the season, our bottom six has been our top six. You know, <laughs> they've been the one that's been scoring all the goals. And I yeah. think Mott's been a big part of that. He showed it again tonight. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, that's that's really fucking ironic because going into the season, you could care less. It, it was like Tyler Mott, then then the rest is like, oh, I don't really care about these guys. Adam got it, baby. But yeah, the bottom six was something that nobody cared about. And through nine games, I mean, the team's only won four games. The bottom six has really stepped up. And Tyler Mott is a driving force for not only the bottom six, I, I actually believe that he's a spark plug for the whole team just based on his effort. The guy never stops trying. For sure, for sure. And like you said, he works so hard. He's a beast on the penalty kill. I think that's one area where, you know, he always steps up. He always makes a big contribution for the team, you know, and uh, it's really crucial to have him out there during those times. Well, 100%, man. We're talking to Noah on sipping on a 40. Yes, yeah, sipping on a 40 right after this game against Ottawa. Hey, we said it before. I'm going to say it again. They're going to need that third win, especially going into Winnipeg. Yes, Winnipeg, and then back to Montreal. That's the thing about this show. we just we just honest. We're not going to fucking drool over this win, okay? We're the best team in Canada. We're supposed to be the best team in Canada. The West Coast, the best coast. Uh, more things have to happen. And if more things are going to happen, let's bring it up. The lotto line. A lot of frustration from that line over the past week via the fan base, via the media, and even the players themselves. And I'm glad that Travis Green... Just stuck to the script. I mean, they're, they're three really good players, one of which should be, you know, a top three, top five player in this division. And maybe, just maybe, they got it going today. Yeah, you know, it was great to see them get a couple goals tonight. I think uh, everyone's been frustrated. And the people that have been frustrated the most are them. You know, you've mm-hmm. seen it. Like, JT Miller last game, you know, he's breaking his stick. He's telling, fuck, yeah. you know. And uh, I think it was really big for them to get a couple goals tonight. Hopefully get their confidence back. I think like Pedersen, you saw him past couple games passing up some shots he would normally take. And tonight, you know, he scored again and they're clicking hopefully. And that's why I think these games against Ottawa will be good. Just raise everyone's confidence, get it back after those tough games against Montreal and then have that confidence going into the East Coast swing. Yeah, 100%. The confidence is needed. And for all those people that were doubting Pedersen, I mean, it's way too early to doubt him to write him off for the season. And Sometimes the market is great for their passion, but sometimes it isn't. Real talk, real talk, man. For that sure, for sure. that shot today, that shit was crazy. Not a lot of players can rip a puck like that. And I know he's been trying sure. all season, but not a lot of players can stick with it as well when you're that frustrated. But this guy just did his thing and scored an absolute beaut of a goal. And I did hear some people, you know, mention the frustration on the ice, and they, they didn't really fuck with it. You know, they don't really fuck with the breaking of the sticks, the swearing and whatnot. It shows that they can't control their emotions, where I'm just like, yo, that's just authentic. They fucking know. They fucking know they got to be way better. And I think when Green sees that, and it shows that, okay, these guys actually care. They really do fucking care. And he, he kept them together. I mean, he had every opportunity to split these guys apart, especially when the whole roster wasn't doing much. And he kept the lotto line together. And when they're clicking, they're, they're one of the best lines in Canada, in the league. And when you have that on your team, that's a fucking advantage. So the Canucks exactly. do need the lotto line. They really do. They also do need... Not not just great goaltending. They need fantastic goaltending. 
to do anything this season. And it was the case last season as well. The Canucks can only pretty much win games if they get a lot of great saves and just capitalize on these chances. We saw it in the first period today. They got outshot like 46 to 5 or some shit like that. And they survived because Thatcher Demko was that guy. Thatcher Demko most likely not going to play tomorrow, but I do see him getting that chance in Winnipeg to really fucking grab this by the horns and make it his team. For sure. You know, I think like Winnipeg's the first game where they're really going to have to pick like which goalie they want to use where both are available. And with the way Demko's been playing, I think Green will definitely ride Demko. You know, he's got the hot hand right now. He's been playing great, like made a ton of big saves. I think he really just... He kept them in the game today. It could have been it could have been over after the first period. Ottawa was pressing the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was Demko that kept them in the game, and really, I think the guys rallied around that and came back or didn't come back, but like yeah, hundred percent, you know, they put it away. Hey, Thatcher Demko, if you're if you're fucking listening to this, okay, we need that all season because again, the Canucks are not going anywhere without good goaltending. The Canucks are not going to be the best team in Canada without good goaltending. No, no, let me take that back. Fantastic goaltending, and yo, Thatcher Demko, real talk. The dude does not have a contract at the end of the season. I'm not, he's not going anywhere, still an RFA, but there is an opportunity for the guy to get paid a lot. Go step up, step up, be that guy, and help this team get to the promised land. And yeah, some people think the promised land is the Stanley Cup. Okay, maybe it is, but <laughs> realistically speaking, if this team can just be better than fucking Toronto, the West Coast, the best coast, <laughs> that, that, would, that would be everything I want. Real talk, real talk, real talk, especially in this unique year where uh, it won't ever be like this again. Are you really enjoying this, I know it's been hard in the West because the Canucks have been pretty much dog shit, all, all, albeit them playing Ottawa. Playing all Canadian teams, this is this is like an NHL fan's dream if you're up here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's been a ton of fun so far. And uh, these mini-series really make it feel almost like a, like a small playoff series in a type of way. You know, mm-hmm. storylines get carried over from game to game. And also it's exciting just to see teams that we wouldn't normally get to see. You know, usually we only get to play those teams like Toronto, Montreal, these storied franchises that that are always fun to see and we, we hate them and it's fun <laughs> to play them. And now we get to play them seven times a season or whatever and we get to play them these back-to-back games. If the Canucks can start winning some of those, it'd be a lot more fun. Yeah, but man. Overall, I think it's been it's been a blast so far. Dude, they got to keep winning games. I don't, yo, I don't want to see no signs of the draft simu- simulator. By the game 30 mark. I don't give a fuck about that shit. I don't want to, I don't even want to see see hashtag fire Benny anymore because for me personally, I'm almost 30 years old, okay? I'm 28. Am I 28 or 27? I just, I forgot, okay? I'm just getting up there in age. I have no time to sit here and just wait for general managers to be, or just have it wished upon, okay? Because realistically, this year, right? Look at how it's aligned. You, you should want the best for your team. Uh, again, I know you're open to having your fucking opinion. I've been there. I've been on the hashtag fire betting train. If you search up Kyle Bowen, hashtag fire betting, you'll fucking find 100 tweets. I've been there. But, hey, after what we experienced in this thing called life in 2020, bro, I got no time to wish well, bad ill on my people, especially the people on the west coast of Vancouver. And if you get out of the Canadian division, you're in the final four. You're in the fucking final four. Let's get there, baby. Let's get there. Let's get there. And it's going to be hard. It really is. Again, we brought it up earlier. Without, like, near-perfect goaltending, this team really isn't going anywhere. And it's because uh, it's because they can't play defense. Uh, you're probably smarter than me. Uh, can this team acquire another defenseman? Is it possible? I heard uh, Vince Dunn may be available, or he just isn't playing in St. Louis, so they just immediately tag him to a team that's struggling. Uh, do you see them making a trade this season to improve their yeah. D-line? Because I really don't. I'm with you. I don't really see them making a trade either. And I know 
one thing that was talked about was because of the COVID rules that they might not make trades sending players across the borders. But then we saw Montreal and Colum- or sorry, Winnipeg and Columbus make that line A Dubois mm-hmm. trade. So you never I'm not know. really sure how true that is. I don't see them making a trade because they have no money and they have not that many tradable assets. If you really think about it, I think maybe you pencil Adam Goddard or Jake Vertanen. Yeah. But these might be players I think are a little bit more overvalued in the Vancouver market than what they could get elsewhere. I think they're more valuable to keep than what they would actually return in a trade. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if any scouts are watching Jake Vertanen play, like what are they seeing? Honestly exactly. speaking. Well, if any scouts are watching, Jake Rutan's a 40-goal scorer <laughs> with uh, lots of toughness and high upside. So. <laughs> you have to listen to this, right? It goes back to uh, what I said about Tyler Mott, and I, I brought up Hooglander a couple times on this show, and it's it's about their effort. You know, it's about their effort. Travis Green needs to see the fucking effort. Like, he, again, Green had every opportunity to, t- to take Hooglander, Hooglander, however, you, however the fuck you say it, out of the lineup, right? Team's not scoring goals. He's a rookie, not really producing Let's take him out. But no, but you can't because he tries so hard. He tries so hard. And I, I just don't see that from a guy like Jake Fertan. And I just, it's 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 really interesting. What a polarizing, polarizing player in the league. And I don't know, just don't see it working out in Vancouver. He needs to get out of here, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. It seems like they've tried kind of everything, everything. at this point. And it's been, a, it's been the same story every year. You know, they go, this is going to be the year where he yeah. really takes a step. And last year was encouraging, you know, 18 goals in the shortened season. Mm-hmm. And uh, but this year he comes in and right back down to the bottom six, you know, like you said, he had a prime opportunity this year to take not only in the top six, but on the first line really yeah. to start of the season. And by like game one, was it Mott was up there instead? <laughs> yeah, right? <and> I- <laughs> just because of how hard he was, just a testament to his effort and what Travis Green sees him. No, 100%. It's it's mind boggling, but again, maybe it's um. Maybe just not supposed to happen here. Maybe it's just too hard for him to, to make it work here because he's had every opportunity, again, in my opinion, and I think the organization's opinion, too, to really step up. And, again, just show some fucking effort. Just show some effort, man. You don't really see it in his game. Uh, but, you know, we're not here to talk that much shit about Jake Vertanen, okay? At, at the end of the day, man, I swear to you, again, I'm getting up there in age, okay? Prove me wrong. All these motherfuckers can prove me wrong. Just uh, somehow, some way, uh, bring this Stanley Cup to vancouver before i uh before i leave this earth man that's the that's the dream in life isn't it get vancouver yeah, sure. stanley cup man H- how long you been cheering for this team for since i was born oh um, right out the womb <laughs> go canucks go <laughs> shit since i was born yeah <laughs> right man yeah. fuck man i just i just envisioned that day man seriously man like what would i do for the week i know i know <laughs> i know that seems like a fancy land Oh, man, I know it does, man. I know it does. Okay, last question. I ask uh, a lot of people this, especially uh, when, when they're first-time podcasters. I just like to put them on the spot, okay? If you had to pick one player to start a franchise, who would it be, Quinn Hughes or Elias Pettersson? Oh, oh, that's a tough one. It is. You know, it is. They're, they're, both, they're both great players, and I think I would have to go Quinn Hughes. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. You know? You know, I'll take Quinn Hughes. Just... A puck moving defenseman, it's something that every team in the in the league is after. And Pedersen's amazing. You know, I think they're right there, right beside each other. Mm-hmm. But Hughes just gives you something that, that not there's yeah. very few players in the league that do what he does. And while Pedersen's like that as well, there's other centers that come closer to matching what he does than what Hughes does. No, that's I mean Hughes, I think, plays eighty second career regular season game today, has like sixty five points over those eighty two games. 
he's leading the league in points for defenseman right now, like tied with McCarr. Yeah, ridiculous. He's cold blooded, and you know he he has struggled defensively this year, and he will get better. I think he's just missing Chris Tanev, and things have just been off. The whole defensive unit's just been obscure to start things it's off. T- it's been tough, you know. Yeah. There's lots of injuries. They've had to sw- switch everything around. Exactly, exactly, and. But, and even when Hughes isn't, people can point to him. He's making mistakes stuff. He still puts up points. Like, this guy just finds a way to, like, put up points no matter what. Bro, that guess nobody's business. Yeah, nobody's business. Yeah. He already has, what, nine points this year, ten points this year? It's it's just stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid. And, you know, the show's called Sipping on a 40. Elias Pettersson is one of the best players in Canada, but and in the league, to be honest. Uh, Quinn Hughes, he's he's on his way, man, because you, you did mention it. A lot of teams across the league – We'll never have a player like Quinn Hughes. It's for so sure, hard to find sure. someone like that. And the fact that he's only played 82 games and he already has 65 points as a defenseman, it makes so much of what you said true. And also so much of what I said true. After game one last year, I called this guy the greatest defenseman in Canucks history, got roasted by it by media members and some podcasters. Boom, bam. What are you going to say now? Where's <laughs> Yo, you're really going to compare Alex Edler to this dude? It's not even close. Quinn Hughes, when it comes to this mediocre franchise, 51 plus, 51 plus years, they just never had a fucking dude like this, and uh, nobody's even close. <laughs> nobody's even close. It's crazy. It's yeah. a blessing. And it's it still feels brand new to Vancouver yeah, Canucks fans. For sure, for sure. I mean, like, he's a game breaker. He's a defenseman that I could actually see possibly leading the Canucks in points, like from the blue line. I could see that. In one time in his career, hot take, but I could see Quinn Hughes leading the Canucks some points. Straight up. This guy just puts up points no matter what. You know, he just finds a way to get assists. And on the power play, every time they score, yeah. there's a Hughes assist attached to that goal. No, he's he's just a fantastic player, treat to watch. And, uh, yeah, I, I was truly jealous that we didn't get media passes to cover the uh, training camp because imagine Quinn Hughes playing against <laughs> – training camp players <laughs> it would have been something else man no thanks for your time man i hope you come on anytime bro you family now you got to come on anytime man i'm happy that thanks this was your first on. fucking podcast man you got to talk more man yo exactly. actually let me ask you this are you are you not hungry to do a podcast because it's like yo everyone in vancouver has a podcast is, is there something about it that makes it like a watered down experience or, or what no 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 i'm just i'm just you know considering my options uh i like i'm just my first time you know just wow. guesting Okay, well, okay, fair enough, man. I got some ideas for you, though, man. Perfect, got some ideas for, sure. for you. And uh, we'll talk about it after uh, we sign out here, okay? Thanks for hopping on. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. Okay, okay, people. I got to go. I got to eat this salad. That That's really talking to me. And I know that came out of nowhere. Here's the thing about this program. You really never know where it's going to go. Is it a hockey podcast? For sure it is. For sure it is. But it's also a Kyle Bowen, a K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N podcast as well, all right? All right? And I got to eat this salad. Uh, Give me a round of applause for the salad that I made today. I'm telling you that these chickpeas are tasting different today. Ladies, I made the chickpeas myself too, man. I really did. I really did. Now, before I leave, I I do want to talk about Tyler Mott, okay? Tyler Mott, what a performance today. Deserves everything he gets. The ultimate hustler. And on a a day like today, where the world, our world, is really, really talking about something that we should talk about more often. Mental health. He steps up and scores two goals. Mott, he's been vocal about what he's gone through on and off the ice. An ambassador for change. 
again, for the world to take mental health a lot more serious. Now, Kyle Bowen, honest person, honest podcast, said it many times for whatever reason, but I've been fortunate, so fortunate to live 28 years on this earth and enjoy most of it, the majority of it. Real talk, real talk. Been so lucky. I, I appreciate that. For whatever reason, again, I've just been happy. I guess I got to give a lot of credit to mom and dad. That being said, I have been put in a situation over the last couple of years. And maybe this just happens to everyone, right? Who gets older with more experience, you have more conversations. And within those conversations, there are a few that, that really do stand out, right? They stand out. You're, you're helping someone. Someone is coming to you, not only for advice, but just so they can cope with themselves. And again, I've been put in this situation and it all started a couple of years ago and it feels as if it's been following me for whatever reason. And I'm only mentioning this because uh, looking back at the start of that, that time in my life or this part in my life that has stuck with me and that I'm, I'm grateful for. I think in the early stages, I was just a horrible, yes, horrible listener. I was always trying to give out answers. Tell someone to do this. Say the easy things. Things that would work for me. Again, just yapping a lot. Giving way too much advice. And I think over the last 12 months, based on circumstance, and again, more and more conversations, I believe... That me becoming a better listener, yes, a better listener has, you know, helped out, helped out that someone. And I know it's, it's, it sounds as if it's a little braggadocious, right? Kyle Bowen talking about his listening fucking skills. I'm just here to give people advice. Okay. Take it whatever way you want. I'm not here to be fucking ignorant. Okay. I just think it's important. It really is important for that person who is being leaned on, you know, have that person prioritize listening instead of just giving answers, paying more attention to the details, being a little quiet when that person is coming to you. And I think with that, you will be able to come up with solutions with more clarity I just think the whole listening part is very, very important. Very, very important. And it's one thing to be there, be in the moment, to be there physically, to be there on the phone. Those things all matter. And that's love. That really is love. But I think as a listener and as that, again, someone that someone will lean on, we have a responsibility too to be, you know, good at it. I just want the world being happy. And I do think it's possible. I really do. I think everyone in this world has a chance to be happy. Mental health, a huge thing. If you're listening to this, hey, just, just give a text out to whomever you love. How are you? How are you? How are you? And listen to the response. Real talk, real talk. One love, one love. We'll end on that note. Have a good morning. Yes, a good morning. A good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace. Peace.